you're you're wonderful. Thank you for doing this, man. <laughs> no problem, man. I'm glad to talk to you again. Yeah, have a good. We had a good time last time. Yeah, it was great, man. I got we got really good feedback from it, and there was a just a lot more that we needed to unearth. So that is why you're back. <laughs> Hell yeah. One to recap for you know because that was on the uh, we have a lifts and riffs podcast series and this is going to go on the main podcast series so mm-hmm. listeners to the main podcast series might not have heard so i just uh would like you to reintroduce yourself and uh let let the people know what's up with uh desert wastelands and and we'll start there if you don't. so i'm sean one half of desert wastelands which i run with my brother not blood but by friendship Derek. And uh, we run Desert Wastelands. Um, 26, I'll be 27 years old. I love death metal. I love horror movies. I love science fiction. I love aliens, ancient civilization, and all that. And I just like to be curious and explore the world and all the secrets that we're missing out on and other people are missing out on. So, <laughs> so that's pretty much all you need to know right there. We're, we're that's it. based on that, brother. So how how are things been, man? Since the last time we talked, it's it's been a while. How's uh how's the business? How's everything? It's going good. I mean, we're we keep getting busier pretty much every every month and every release, which has been picking up a lot. We've been doing like almost three or four releases at a time now, up from maybe one or two every other month, and we're able to get a lot more done now and pushing more things, and it's busier than ever, which is good. It seems like it. I mean, from just the outside point of view, like as a fan, me just checking your shit out, it looks like you guys are, have grown and you're busy in a pile of pre-ordered tapes maybe and shit like that. Oh, it's, it's been crazy. Finally got a – I got it earlier this year, but I'm glad I got a label printer and all that. And, I mean, I just – I have to buy bulk shipping supplies and everything. And, I mean, I just don't have any – I don't have as much room as I used to in my house anymore. For yeah. sure, but oh, that problem's gone. <laughs> Everything leaves quick, so I'm grateful for that. I'm a fucking glutton for punishment, dude. I handwrite everything. Oh, dude, no, you need a label maker, man. I know, as soon, but as soon as I submit to that, I'll never go back. So I'm holding out as long as I can. Oh man, you you need it. People would like to say like, oh man, it's not worth the investment. No, it's worth the investment. Even oh, if, it is. yeah, it's worth the investment. Even if even if it's just worth the time it saves you that's times the investment right there you know right yeah i know i know i'll get to it you're inspiring <laughs> for you're you seriously you guys doing your awesome business and keeping up the label and the distro as you know that's what i'm starting to get into myself a little bit here dabbling in um it's inspiring man you you guys run a great business and uh cool Thank label you, man. man in a, in a uh, world of very oversaturated death underground death metal labels out there yours stood out from the very beginning to me probably because of the aliens to be honest but <laughs> further looking into it it's uh you're genuinely passionate good dudes and uh really glad that we could do this man thank you man we just love doing this we love meeting people through this and i mean it's enriched our lives greatly like our passion has like gone through the roof. It makes us want to keep writing our own music. And even it just makes us have makes, I mean, it makes us physically have to do stuff, but even then 
like just just for like the mental aspect of life and just you know being inspired and everything and like living vicariously through these other guys you know yeah. and bands that we that we put out i just love it you know i like being involved that's fun what has been your most like gratifying moment or band or whatever so far in the in this process i mean i love i love all the bands we put out like everything we put out is like special to us they're you all know, nice. sift through you know like i and, like at least i think so you know <laughs> Yeah, I but I mean, I, I I love it when when people you know shout us out and they say they say they love you know this band or you know they're like oh name your top three desert wastelands riffs and everything you know and I just I like seeing people enjoying what we're putting out you know these these fluids tapes that came that we just put out which you know we're on the second press already. I had a lot of fun doing the graphic design and everything for that and seeing people appreciate that like makes me feel like okay you know i'm glad that people are you know feeling what i'm feeling because i yeah it was, it was a fun project and i just like doing it and making things that are visually appealing and sound sick you know so or vhs covers fucking awesome man yeah people people love those man <laughs> and yeah. i love them too and people are like going crazy for them like all right i'll keep them up you know you gotta do shit like that to add value and separate yourself from the rest, man. So you're. I haven't seen too many people doing it really. I've seen other boxes, and I don't know the VHS thing. We did that with Tenebro a while ago, and um, the guy behind Tenebro, he made that. He made that. Well, I gave him the idea. I made a slipcase, and he made another slipcase a little better. So I'm like, let's use this one. You so know. You, do you so, actually make the slipcases? Like, well, the. The manufacturer does, but everything is designed, you know what I mean? Right. Like by us. By you. Know, you. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Man. Yeah. If I had to sit there and, you know, chew up the paper and, and everything and print it out and mold it, no, no, I'm not making them like that. No. no. But you, you don't, so you don't have like an artist or a graphic designer. You do that. Yep. It's me and Derek. How'd you, did you, um, you know, figure that out along the way or is that a previously trained skill you've acquired or i mean like like we we're talking last time you know right um you know like we kind of like picked it up and it was like it was from making memes and like literally it was from making memes i mean yeah i dabbled in it took a graphic design course in high school in like high school but it was like google gimp and stuff so basically I had to relearn everything from the ground up and if you see at the very, if you see the very early beginnings of the label and our promo posters, you'll you'll see that it was pretty pretty crappy back then, and it's gone way up. You know, so we both learned a lot of things along the way. <laughs> That's legit, man. What what's uh what's on the burner? What's coming up for you guys that you want to talk about? Let's see. Well, we have a we have a soon to be announced band that um. And we'll be announcing soon. Um, they submitted their demo to us. They haven't even uploaded the demo or anything yet. It sounds pretty awesome. So that'll be coming out soon. I'll have, have more to say about that in the future. Can't can't really spill too much about it, but it's really I like what we're hearing though, you know. So sweet. And for those that don't know, you can just find your stuff on Desert Wasteland. Is it DesertWastelandProductions.com or does it's DesertWastelands.com? DesertWastelands.com, and then your Bandcamp page also. Yeah, I should probably buy the. Desert Wastelands Productions domain, so it just redirects. I'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, you know, one one of these days we'll get to it. Yeah, but it pops up in Google now, so I'm happy. So 
I figured out web things. That was another thing. I picked up how to do web stuff, you know, which yeah. I never thought I'd do. I think it's, I think learning new skills is cool, especially now during, you know, this shitty quarantine time. So, you know, yeah, how it's was good that to learn. Because that we talked before the quarantine. Was it right before? It was like right before, it was right? right? Before it, yeah. So that was Damn, one of my questions is like, what's been going on with that? Has that been good, bad, you know? I see it as more of a good thing. I mean, where I am in, in New Mexico, like, there's really not many cases yeah. like here. And I mean, obviously, you know, stuff's like closed down. You can't eat out anywhere. And like, number one, I like to save money. I didn't really go out to eat anyways, you know? and just basically all the negative aspects or, or whatever. I was like, all right, whatever. If I can't do this, I can do this instead. Work out outside, which is good, you know. Going oh, outside, yeah. I was like, wow, I'm actually doing some cardio, which I needed, which I needed to start doing, you know. Oh yeah, man. So doing that, yeah, I mean, a lot of reading, a lot of watching documentaries, um, working on graphic design, working on the label, looking for bands, writing music. Derek and I are working on some stuff. It's nearly done. Um, working on our drummer drummers finishing up the last track and that'll be coming out you know have more to more to say about that in the future you know but definitely so yeah just been staying as productive as we can you know we're one in the same man i'm right there with you i think this quarantine was like the best thing that ever happened to death comes lifting i've you know just hunkered down and we've grown and i seems like you guys have been doing the same so that's great i think it's the best thing for like everyone you know i think some people finally waking up to the fact that wow like i can you know do something during this time and that you know doesn't just apply to now but i mean hopefully it changes people's perspectives on their lives in general like you know all right let me look for the positive aspects during this shitty period in my life whether it's the quarantine or other times so i think it's spiritually good for people and everything I think so too, man. And I think it just made you realize how many just fucking distractions there are in the world. And it's just like, you don't need to go to a brewery every night. You know, no. I mean, that's just a fucking distraction from what you really should be doing. It's too much money. You it's know? way too much money. Yeah. I don't do it. I mean, I don't even drink anyway, but I just know that that's what people are bitching about. It's like, you better find something else to do if that's what. Oh yeah. You know, that during this whole time like i mean i rarely rarely drink anymore like maybe i'll have a beer like every few weeks i've probably had 10 beers since march not no not even not, like maybe six beers like I, I like rarely drink you know and right i think a lot of you know i had a had a friend recently a drinking issue you know he you know um he basically got got admitted you know, for, you know, he had an alcohol, he was an alcoholic, essentially, you know, but um, he's Pretty quit cold. that, he's doing really good, you know, Great. so I'm glad, you know, and I mean, every time he used to come over, like, I was like, we're not drinking, no, no alcohol anywhere, I don't even care if it's like, just hide it, you know, and I'm right. glad that, glad that he, you know, got the help he needed and everything, and I think other people were like, losing weight, you know, stopping, you know, whether whether it's affecting them negatively, any drug habits they have, whether stopping them from living their life to the fullest. I think a lot of people quit that and they probably couldn't afford their habits anymore. So it's good. Like physically, mentally, people are walking, people are buying bikes, exercise equipment is sold out on Amazon, bikes are sold out. It's like, 
it's like, wow, oh my gosh, like, you know, and whether or not that shit ends up on Craigslist in the next few months for, for cheap, but I mean, I can't judge people, like, at least they're doing something, I hope that they stick to it, you know. Yeah, man, that's beautiful, I totally agree with you. More time for fitness and more time for death metal, essentially. Yeah. And what, what else do we need? You got your, you got your own dungeon to work out in, right? Right. Do you? Do you have your own uh, weightlifting place in your foot? <laughs> so we have a we have a park, and we were like lifting rocks there and everything too. Okay. But I mean, and recently the gyms like the gyms have reopened here, and I was like, okay, you have to wear a mask and everything. And I went, and I just I don't like the feeling of wearing a mask. I just don't feel comfortable with it and everything, you know. Yeah, I agree. Like, luckily, I live I live with two other roommates, and we all work out. We're all young and healthy. We don't go out. We're not partying. We're not doing anything stupid. And it's just like, all right, like I don't like this. Like mostly, we've just been like walking and stuff. And I don't know. We'll see how it how how what happens. You know, it's a weird time, man. So you are yeah. off of your powerlifting routine because of that, I assume. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll still. I'll still like lift rocks when I can. One of my friends, he just got a he just got a rack. So I've been going over to his place in his garage and just like, oh. sweating in his garage, you know. So, Sweet, man. Yeah. yeah. So we were doing that. So at least three times a week. So we've been able to lift, you know. Great, man. That's cool, man. Because that's something I wanted to talk to you about that we didn't get to get into last time. That your mm-hmm. powerlifting and your weightlifting passion. So uh, t- take me to the beginning of that, if you don't mind. Uh so when I was younger, after I graduated high school, joined the Navy, and um, at my first uh, duty station while I was, I was in Japan, I had a coworker. He was like my mentor. He was the one teaching me how to do my job and everything. And he was a he was a pretty small guy, you know, like super not huge, but he was like really fit and everything. He's like, we're gonna. He's like. Have you ever lifted before? Like, what are you doing for exercising? Because, you know, it's important in the military. I, like, oh, I just run and do push-ups. He's like, man, you want to get, like, strong? I was like, yeah, I'd like, like to learn how to lift weights. I'm kind of scared. I don't know how to. Anyways, he started taking me to the gym before work. He's like, meet me here at the gym. So I meet him there. And I remember one day I was late. He got pissed at me. I was like, okay, I can't, can't piss this guy off, you know. But, right. you know, he, but he was the one who started showing me how to lift weights. And then some days he couldn't come, so I just keep going. And eventually, our, you know, when I got off of um, training, he wasn't my trainer anymore. You know, like like work trainer, not workout trainer. He's like, you're gonna keep going. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep going. So I kept lifting. And then through the internet, I found like starting strength because like when I was working out with him, we were just doing like, like bro workouts, you know, like curls, and benches. Yeah, just like you know, just like very standard. Five day bros, you know. It's a good way he to get started, though. Yeah, like yeah. So it was good. Like he showed me how to do the lifts. Like we did squat, but like he hated like squatting and stuff. But he showed me how to squat and everything. And then I started reading on the forums and I, like, I want to power lift. I want to. I want to get strong. I want to like do these big lifts. So I found starting strength five by five. So I started on on Mark Ripto's program. You know, okay. I started doing his five by five. I started doing his. You know. Bench squat, deadlift, you know, literally you interchange it every day. I forgot how it goes. What do you do? You bench and you basically do all three lifts, like three days, three, five days a week. I forgot, something like that. Right. That, you know, you, you increase right. the weight. 
Yeah. So you increase the weight. So I followed the routine to the T and I added in like, cause I had to still run and everything at the same time because military fitness. So I'd run, well, I'd, I'd lift. And then afterwards I would run. So I kept doing that. And like, I ended up like getting, you know, just getting pretty like strong off of that. I was like, okay, time to do something else. So I started doing what did I do next, like three by five Texas program or, the, the Texas method or something like that. And then a board, like whatever he had next in his book, that's what I did next. Sure. This was so long ago. This is like like eight, nine years ago, okay. a while ago. And um, I just basically followed those. And then I found some like routine. It was like Frax method or something. It was like from like 4chan fitness or something, you know, because I used to like lurk on that stupid website, you know. But sure. people used to post good things and everything on there before it turned into what it is now you know, know. there's actually use there was actually useful advice and everything on there definitely and um so just followed that program it was like all-star five by five or something it was basically starting strength but with more accessories so then at this point i'd been like lifting like a year and a half and then um i started doing push pull legs so i did push pull legs and that push pull legs is when i actually like I think I started actually like getting pretty decently strong. You know, I was able to like deadlift like 405, like that was back then. I got up to four plates. I got up almost to like 300 squat and my bench was like two, I don't know, like 250 or something. And I was small then. I was like 165 pounds then, you know. <laughs> this was a while ago. I was, I was a little, I was a little, I was like, I was a kid still then, you know. You could bend, then you bend with 405 at 165? I was I was pretty pretty strong little That's kid then. Like I was I, deadlift deadlift was always like good for me, you know. So right. I was like right about at four oh five then, you know. Right. And then my time was up in Japan, so I'd been working on Japan, and I had to go with um, I got stationed in the Marine Corps unit. So like two or three months before I had to go there, I just started like really like running a lot. They're like, you're gonna run, you're gonna hike, and everything. So I just I was like, all right. So I like put on boots, uh, filled a backpack with like a sandbag covered in duct tape, and was like hiking, like running, like jogging, and everything, just getting ready. Once I got to the to the training that we got to go through before you go with the Marines, because I was I was in the Navy, and Marine Corps they don't have medics; they use Navy corpsmen, which is what I was. So they assign Navy sailors, you know, to go with the Marines. So I was like, okay. Once to that training, it's like three months. When I got there, like, um, what happened now? I got, um, I had to get, I always had to get like heightened tape. Like, like, like I always had to get like body fat tested. Cause I was like over the, the weight limit for my height, you know, I'm like five, five. So the weight limit for me was like 165, but I was always hovering about that. So when I got there, I was like 168. They're like, Oh, you're, you're over the weight limit. So you gotta, you gotta wait like another class cycle before you can start up. I was like, okay. So they made us like pretty much just, we had this guy that just worked us out like every day. And by the end of that first class that I couldn't like participate in, all we did was work out. I was like running, like we we're running every day. We we're hiking, like, and I was lifting too. Cause like we'd work out in the morning and then at lunch, after we ate lunch, he told us to go to the gym for two hours. So I like, continued to power lift there. And it was ridiculous. Like we, I, I, Probably never worked out so much in my life, and that's when I'd say I was like the fittest all around. How old were you like, at this point? I was uh, 21, 22 years old. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. 
that was like the peak of like do that. It was like peak age. performance yeah like now i'd die if i try to do all that you know yeah, man, like trouble. i was running like three miles in like 1945 like i was like doing stupid like runs like we like we used to run like eight nine ten miles like like a day you know Damn. like just straight runs on the beach in boots and because it's right on the beach in camp Pendleton, in 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 the sand like in the tide and then we'd run out to the tide and do like scissor kicks and everything so like we were we were getting like like beat up pretty hard by these instructors because they're like you guys are fat even though i was three pounds overweight yeah and i was like really and i was like they're like oh yeah we don't follow the body fat method here if you're overweight we just put you into meat into remedial fitness which was stupid because all my instructors were like what you look like really a chip why are you in this i was like i don't know i'm just i'm just gonna go with it i'm literally getting paid to work out Right. You know, I've accepted, I've accepted this already. I don't care. Okay, yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, I get a little more time to get better running just because like, I hate running. So I don't like running. Do you run? I imagine you run. Do you run? I run. I honestly don't love it though. <laughs> Cause I see you post sometimes you're like listening to this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I got to start running too. I was like, you probably run a lot. I, you know, I Schuller, Schuller runs, you know, he's he runs way more. Cardio killer. Yeah, he runs more than both of us combined. Oh, for sure. He's the cardio <laughs> killer, man. He runs more He's than the cardio killer. Time. Yeah. I'm just like, damn, dude. Like, that guy. Man, I, got, I need to start. I don't know. He's working on like lightening that. up. Yeah, exactly. I'm working on lightening up a little bit more. I'm just like trying to watch what I eat a little bit more because I like let myself go a little bit. You know, bigger than what I used to be when I was younger. Thankfully, at least I'm still strong and I can still keep up. So I'm like, all right, let me just slim down, and then oh, I'll start, you know. Yeah, it's all diet. I was just being lazy. It's hard with the label and okay. full-time nursing school and, and work. But I've done my best at maintaining and not blowing up, you know what I mean? You like should, it's, it's, do you work, like, long, crazy – do you have, like, crazy hours, I would imagine you kind of do? Like – at work, I, I work like eight hours. It's not bad. I go to work. I go to the gym straight after work, you know. Okay. And the biggest, the biggest thing for me is just having like prepping food, mm-hmm. you know, into portion sizes and everything. Just, all right, this is what I'm going to eat. And drinking water. Just, I just basically just haven't been disciplined with, with it, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, that was my issue. But I still work out and everything. So that's the only thing that probably kept me from, from really like, gaining weight was and I still go work out. I was like, right. okay, I wanna I wanna line up though. I wanna lean out a bit. I just need to eat less pretty much, you know. My diet it's working out is easy. The diet is the hard part, you know. You should try intermittent fasting. Yeah, I used to do intermittent fasting before. I used to do intermittent fasting with keto. Well yeah back that before was, I went that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was entertaining that thought earlier. It's like Hmm, should I do keto again? But the only thing about keto is like, I, like it's so hard. Like it's not. It's not that it's hard not to eat that other crap when you're on keto. I mean, it kind of is. But like, if you ever want to be social, like it, it like runs your life. You right. know what I mean? Like, oh, let's go get a beer. Oh, I can't have a beer. I mean, you can have one beer. If you're working out on keto. You, know, you can get away with it. It might knock you out of ketosis for like an hour, and you go right back into it. But it like changes your it's too rigid like especially if i'm at work or i'm at the hospital i don't have a choice like sometimes all they have is like rice and chicken like all right it's all about portion control you know 
and choosing what to eat, when to eat and everything, you know? So it's just, it's just that I just got to get back to that. For sure, man. That's why I like intermittent fasting because it's, it makes it easy. Like I'm only eating from this time to this time. And in that time, just eat. I mean, start, just eat what you're eating now. Just, just don't overcome first. You know what I mean? And then gradually cut out a few things. Any diet that's too rigid. I'm not, I don't, I don't go with, I've tried everything just cause I feel like I have to, cause it's like kind of yeah. my job, but anything that's too elimination, like you can't eat any carbs, you can't eat this, you can't, it's not yeah. sustainable. No, exactly. That's, that's exactly basically what I was trying to say. It's not sustainable. No. You know, like. The best diet's you, the one you'll follow. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, it's just portion control and just. Obviously, I, I stay away from junk food for the most part and everything, you know, but it's all about just, just, just don't eat a bunch of crap. You can, you can live your life and you can have stuff just moderate. It's all about moderation. For sure. You know? So I'm like, all right, I just need to start watching that stuff again. I've been too lax with it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to the gym. It's fine. Or, oh, I'm working out. Oh, I'm going to go lift this rock. I'm like, no, it's, there's more to it, you know? There is, there is, but you know what to do, man. You're, you're smart. Yeah. Being aware is the, the hardest part. You're aware. You know oh, that. yeah. And you're, you look, you're in good shape, man. Don't give yourself a hard time. <laughs> I just want to lean out a bit. What's, what is your favorite cheat meal while we're on the subject? Favorite cheat meal? Straight up, like, Panda Express. Yeah. I'm going, like, to, I'm going to, like, Wiener Schnitzel. Okay. There we go. Sonic. <laughs> What's the local cuisine like in, uh, in New Mexico? I'd imagine that uh, there's some pretty good shit out there. So it's different from Mexican food in Southern California where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, there's, um, I mean, green chili is huge here. So there's green chili on everything. So yeah. roasted, it's green chili season right now. So roasted green chili with like um, braised, like pulled pork, delicious stuff. You know? I love that shit. Rice man. and rice and beans and you know um think everything here has like sauce on it that's the difference between new mexican 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 food and southern california arizona mexican food the food here is like wet burritos are like slathered and like red sauce or green sauce and everything okay everything's like loaded with like cheese and everything so depending on what you get it could be pretty you know like calorie dense and everything will fill you up Sure. Yeah. They make you strong so, out there in New Mexico. They give yeah. you weight. They make you yeah. strong. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of um what else is there? There's some good barbecue places here because I'm right on the border Texas is right next door. It's like thirty minutes away. So there's tons of barbecue. There's like steakhouses and stuff, but like really just going out and just to like the little mom and pop places and just get some green chili stew and everything. It's all you all you need you know there's burgers and just i don't know there's good food wherever wherever you go if you look hard enough there's good food you know there is for sure i I, it's it's on my list i've always wanted to go to new mexico and check it out it's awesome i I hear great i wound up here i wound up here randomly basically you know (laughs) how how close are you to taos taos is like i think like maybe two hours north of me that's not bad a lot of people Maybe a little, the spot. And you yeah, it's go to check out. It's, yeah, it's um, it's where everyone goes like skiing and snowboarding and everything. It's beautiful, you know. It's on yeah. Alpine. People think New Mexico is just desert. I'm like, no, there's 
there's mountain, I mean, there's mountains, there's, there's, you know, evergreen forests and everything. It's, it snows here. I mean, it's not all desert. It's not all desert wasteland, you know, there's Ooh, definitely yeah. some wastelands to it, but definitely, <laughs> there's definitely some crystal meth, but that's, oh, that's up north in Albuquerque. We don't talk, we don't go there. We don't go to Albuquerque. Have you <laughs> only, only for shows. Yeah. <laughs> have I been to Roswell? I have not since I've lived here though. I, I went through Roswell Badass. multiple times on like road trips with the family and everything. So they're out there. Is it, is it, uh, is it whack or is it, is it overrated or is it worth checking out? It's literally like a small town. Yeah. 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 There's, there's tons of like alien attractions and little museums and stuff. I mean, it's literally what you could find on the internet and everything, you know, but I mean, it's cool. It's a tourist destination for, for weirdos like me and Derek, you know. For sure. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to go. Yeah. If I, if I have to. It's, uh, yeah. They have a UFO shit McDonald's and other, okay. you know, little cutesy alien type, you know, type things and everything. But it, it's a small town. It's like, let's say it's like three and a half, three, three and a half hours, like northeast of me. Yeah. Right on, man. So that has to kind of kind of feed the inspiration for desert wastelands mm. with that with that in the background i would think that was entirely what it was it was all because i just moved here like maybe a few months before we started talking about starting desert wastelands so, oh let's just um let's name you know well you know like i like i was saying before derek and i love the desert we always go to the desert center california and go shooting everything so yeah like, uh, desert wastelands. Oh, I live in the wastelands. You still in the wastelands? All right, let's name it this. And it worked out. Remember, it's plural. There's an S at the end of it. <laughs> this is true. What is um? Excuse me. Is was that whole branding like the aliens, the Area Fifty One? Was that was that concept already in your head when you started it, or did it just come naturally? It was. It was basically there. It was there. Like I mentioned, cool. yeah, it was like basically there. Like Apple, I mean, the way that the label started was, you know, we're, we released our own music. We want to release our own. I, I said Desert Wasteland. My friend made that Tuscan Raider logo for us, so the Tuscan Raider. I said, yeah, we need to keep the sci-fi theme going. And um, it just took off from there. Like we were just brainstorming and it just, it, it just came about like naturally, really. Because we both like aliens and, and everything, so. What is what is your favorite? I know we talked about conspiracy theories on the podcast last time, but we got we got to brush we got to brush up on them again for those who might not have heard the last podcast. What conspiracy theories do you find yourself gravitating towards that you're you're, you're down with, and what are some that you just cannot get down with? I mean, the big one, the most overarching one i think that basically contains all the other ones is the idea not just the idea but the pot the very real possibility that human civilization is much older than we think and that a lot of previous advanced human civilization was destroyed at the ending of the last ice age 11,500 years ago during the younger drives event whether it was called, caused by a magnet, magnetic pole reversal or something, there was definitely some sort of cataclysm. Every single culture on Earth has a story about the flood, sure. the Incas, the Mayans, the, the, uh, the 
Native Americans, um, maybe Aborigines in, in Australia, um, all the indigenous people, like just all over the world, uh, in Europe, in the Middle East, Samaria, literally all of these cultures and civilizations have stories about the flood and that they had serpent-like gods and everything. So I, I think that a lot of knowledge has been lost. And I currently think that a lot of knowledge that we still have left over from that time that was preserved is suppressed actively by the institutions and people that are in control. And that this is like basically perpetuated by academia, uh, by the media, by the governments, and by the organized religious organizations of the world. So that's basically what I think. <laughs> no, I'm right there a hundred percent, man. Have you seen close encounters of the fifth kind yet? Encounters of the, the yeah, I was about to say with the fifth. Oh yeah, yeah. The original movie? No, that's the fourth kind. No, that's the fourth. This the fourth? this is a documentary that just came out. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I was like, wait a minute, it's the third is it a, it's yeah, the third the original the movie's the third kind. No. Okay, I was like, wait, hold on, what? I was like, no, it's the third kind, right? Am I Mandela effect right here? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's totally the Mandela effect. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck up why it's called the fifth kind, but it's it's something to do with like there are levels of contact and like the fifth yeah. level of contact is like one intentionally initiated by humans to like yeah. to contact um extraterrestrial beings and uh mm-hmm. the doctor scientist character guy he was involved in a lot of things and uh he uh hosts like retreats and like crazy shit that like you can like he claims he can contact like extraterrestrials but he's super legit it seems like the documentary is very compelling like people that have worked closely by him have like committed suicide because they're like scared for the really that, like people <laughs> have like would find out about aliens and shit it's but, a documentary it's not like a, it's a straight-up documentary it, it's a documentary yeah. I wanna is it on YouTube or something or yeah, figure it, it out? I found it on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. I'll send you the link. For those out there, okay. watch it. It's really fucking good. It's really interesting. <laughs> I won't. But it really watch makes it. it it's a good way to like bring to life like the reality of extraterrestrials for people that like, you know, of course I believe in aliens. Of course people like us, like, yeah, fuck yeah, we believe in aliens, but that's something that's like kind of goofy about that a little bit kind of like in forgive the term like in outer space a little bit but this like mm-hmm. really kind of brings it home and makes you think like wow what it, would it like truly be like like when they not if when they decide to like actually contact us or yeah powers that be actually do reveal it and it, it's pretty chilling it's pretty good they, it's really good there's like there's signs that they that the powers that be kind of do want to reveal it and I mean, yeah. they, the 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 beings—they're here. They've been here, and they will continue to be here as they always have been since time immemorial, since they've been watching this planet. But I mean, did you see recently? I mean, I, I'm sure you saw recently. The Navy is like, yeah, these things in those videos that were released—those are. We don't know what those are. You know, yeah, that's those, enough. Those UFOs. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the um? Have you seen the black triangles? Oh yeah. You know, these yeah, so the UFOs. So I was reading about this. So those ones I think are actually like top like they're really like top secret government, you know, um, like experimental, you know, planes and everything. 
And if you go on Google, you can actually find the patents owned by the Navy for this anti-gravitational flying device. If you look it up, it's called like the TR-3B. That's like the code name for this or supposed code name, whoever got it. Yeah. It looks pretty legit, you know. There's all sorts of like pictures that are blurry and stuff of it. Tons of videos recently. People see these all over the world, you know. They're these just big giant black triangles that just hover in the air and everything, like, and they right. disappear. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's probably some technology that we have. How did we get it? You know, like people like my, I was, it's like my roommate was telling me like, oh, well, it's just some advanced technology that the government has. It's not aliens. Like, dude, which implication is worse? Or, you know, which one's more shocking? We have alien technology that's actively being hidden by our government that could help advance civilization. Or two, it's actually aliens. Like, Either one is like, <laughs> either one is scary, dude. For sure. You know what I mean? I was like, even if it's not actually alien, I'm like, dude, like, it's still advanced technology that we, dude, like, we don't have to use gasoline now. Dude, we could power the whole, whole world with this, you know? And they just, they just have it, you know? They're holding it, you know? It's like, I grabbed your nose, I got it, I got it, you know, get it back. We got it. I mean, <laughs> how long can they can the powers that be keep it suppressed? Though is the thing, you know. I'm pretty I mean, good at it. A great job so far, but I mean, if the extraterrestrials wanted us to have it, I feel like we'd have it. Yeah, I mean, they're feeding crumbs. Like the fact that like the alien, like the aliens are mentioned in the mainstream and everything is like sign enough that they want to reveal it. It's you know, that the power. It's coming, like disclosure is coming, but it's whatever they disclose to us won't even be, won't even be the full truth. Oh, I mean, is anything though? Yeah, is anything like, you know, it's impossible it, it, to tell. They should start with just admitting that they killed JFK, and then we'll go from yeah, there. Yeah, for real, for real. They're like, they can either say that they killed him or his head just did that. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Is his head just did that. <laughs> yeah. when Derek and I, I do that to you. When Derek and I saw, read that, like, what if JFK's head just did that on man? We're like on the floor, like dying. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely one or the other. They killed him, or it just did that. But in order for for me to like even remotely believe anything they release about aliens they have to admit that they fucking killed jfk just just clear the air like just do it's, it um, and even if they're like yeah we didn't kill jfk it's like, okay you maybe you didn't personally kill jfk but whoever you hired to do it killed jfk yeah you know whether it was the russian mob or the italian mob or whatever some psyops mind control victim that you took Either way, you guys killed him. If not directly, indirectly. Yeah, yeah so. those are. Yeah, I mean, I think those are the only two super valid conspiracy theories, anyway. Or is it the lost civilization and JFK's assassination? Yeah, JFK and aliens and just <laughs> like there's much. There's so much more. There's a so lot. Many. Thankfully, I'm not super down rabbit holes like i used to be anymore i think i feel like everybody can go through a deep phase with conspiracy theories and shit but i i kind of just had to be like okay i just can't i can't look look at all this anymore i just have to like keep living <laughs> my life <laughs> but i get that way with everything i'm fucked up you know i'm sure you're i'm sure you can relate just like to look at things just gotta stay curious and 
Let's go deep with be interested. I, we want to know things. It's natural to, to want to know more about anything and everything, you yep. know. And man's always been like that, seeking hidden knowledge. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of us metal nerds are also into conspiracy theories and into things like that because we're really into shit. We like to know, like, the you know, the production on every album, who's on every album, like the order of things. Like for people not in this circle, they have, they don't understand, you know. Yeah, they, they don't get it, like. Like at all. So have you always been like that? Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to like know everything. I mean, especially with music, like. Yeah. When you're into an album, like you said, like read all the liner notes, know every lyric. You can sing along to like any of your favorite albums. You know who produced it. You know who mixed it. You know the story about how Gene Hoagland held together Dave Lombardo's drum kit in the recording of Chemical Warfare and every. You know, like you know all these things, and just just being nerds. You know, like if you're in the metal, you're a nerd. You know, it's up. a nerd. It's a nerdy thing because it's it, just being a nerd just means you're passionate about something and and to truly like this style of music there was something that piqued your interest in heavy music and you just fell into the rabbit hole of wanting more faster, more chaotic, more evil, more dismal things. And you just consume it all. You consume everything you buy. You consume the artwork, you consume the merchandise, the everything. Like it becomes everything that, you know, you identify with and who you make friends with and what you do with your money on the side. What do you make a label? Whether, you know, whether just like whatever, you know, like yeah. it changes everything about life for you, you know. And that's how the best labels come to be is from nerds like yourself. And you know, <laughs> seriously, I mean, you know, there's not too many people that dabble in death metal. Like uh, I listen to, you know, Creed and Five Finger Death Punch a lot, but like I'll occasionally throw on immolation. Like you, you, you never really hear. Yeah, nobody you know, you're either like all in or you're all out usually. And it's kind of the exactly. same world of horror movies too, you know? So we kind of, we kind of know we have that like radar. If something's being done by like a legit, like quote unquote, one of us or like something else is going on. Like that's why yeah. I thought about you guys since the beginning. I'm like, these guys fucking get it. You know, <laughs> you just know this is inherently through the art or through the sense of humor, how you conduct yourselves, just everything. It's just like, yeah, these, these are, these are dudes I can see ha myself hanging out with at shows anytime, you know. And it's easy just to connect with other people because you know that if you're into to metal, death metal, like, you know that, this, like you were saying, you're either all in or you don't know anything about this. You know what I mean? There's no, like, there's no casual listener of, you don't just, like you said, like, oh, you're listening to Taylor Swift or you're listening to whatever, and you just, oh, I'm going to throw on Donna Possession. Like, no, like, you, that does, that's not real. That doesn't happen. No. Even if, even if, even if you haven't scraped the surface of, of death metal, and, like, you're just listening to, you know, like, Slipknot or something, like, you don't just casually throw on immolation. Like, you, you, you might discover them later on in your journey, you know? But, like, you don't just casually throw that on. So, you know, if someone's into this stuff, they're really into it, you know? I, I love that, you know, kind of where I'm at now in my life. I'm just a music fan. I've always have been yeah. a huge music fan. So, I listen to fucking everything. So, like, yeah, same, I man. will 
casually throw on Taylor Swift and then casually throw on, you know, Ruin or <laughs> any band yeah. like that. It, it, does, it doesn't matter to me at all. But uh, as a kid or as a teenager growing up and shit, I would never. I was, it was all death metal all the time. Yeah. Wake up, I'm on fucking 11, just Morbid Angel all day, you know, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, as a, as a kid, because you're, you know, you're growing up, you're figuring out your own identity and everything. Younger, younger people and kids are like super like that. Like, no, I only listen to metal. I only, you know, you don't pretend to even like anything else. But yeah, like maybe after after high school, I stopped caring. Like, dude, I was listening to Sade while I was packing pre-orders and listening to Phil Collins, listening to the Police. I just like whatever, man. Same. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to Hate Breed when I pack pre-orders. You know, or I'm gonna throw on this new Fluids tape. Or, you know, like, just, right. I'm going to jam whatever I like, but it's just that metal is, like, I don't know, just whatever is captivating, and it's just, I don't know, it's the most addicting form of music to me, for sure, you know. What got you started? What caught you the virus in metal? Um, I, I had a neighbor when I was in, like, third grade, and his dad was super into to metal. His dad was, like, into Pantera and Slayer and Black sad like he'd always jam that stuff and um like he let me borrow well i heard enter sandman when i was watching like vh1 classic or something now i was already always like already into music and i love i already loved that halen and police and phil collins and all that stuff growing up all the 80s music my mom would play around the house in the 90s when we were cleaning the house and everything you know tears for fears and all that and everything you know and then just once I met my neighbor, um, he's like, oh, you want to listen to that album with, with you know, Enter Sam on it? He gave me the Black album. And he gave me, he's like, you'll like this band too, maybe. He's like, they're better than Metallica. It was Megadeth. It was Countdown to Extinction. He gave me, like, the two gateway albums, yeah. you know? Great. I think that's a lot of people's gateway into metal, you know? Because, I mean, you talk to a random person on the street, they hear Enter Sam and they'll recognize the song. You know, they might not know it's Metallica, but they'll know that it's heavy metal, yeah. you know? Like, oh, yeah, this is metal. Yeah, this song's cool, you know? So that was, like, the blog. And then from then on, we started getting older, and he was, like, giving me, like, Iron Maiden CDs, Black Sabbath. And um, around the same time, this is, like, 2004, 2005, 2006, he started giving me, like, like As It Lay Dying, Shadow Small, all, like, the metalcore bands, all the bands that, like, all the metalcore bands that listen to In Flames, you know, and At The Gates and everything. Definitely. And then, and that's when I started playing guitar. So once I got Guitar World magazine and I was reading it, I was listening to, reading the interviews and seeing who these guys listen to. Like, oh, I listen to, you know, we listen to Morbid Angel. We listen to, you know, Slayer, you know, and I already knew Slayer. I was like, okay, like, what are these guys listening to? They're like, oh, there's also other thrash bands like Dark Angel, Exodus, and Basically, like, Guitar World magazine would just, like, talk about everything. I, I haven't subscribed in a long time, but they used to, like, interview, like, random bands, you know? Like, they used to interview, like, like the dudes from Crowbar and just, like, other people about their rigs and everything. Then they would mention their influences, and I would just go listen to those bands. That's when I finally got internet. So I was able to, like, YouTube these bands or LimeWire or music and stuff, you know? they going to Best Buy. Best Buy used to have a crazy amount of music back in the day. Yeah, that you know, yeah, for sure. Like, they had, like, and going to FYE and just, like, local record stores, Circuit City, rest in peace, Circuit City. Yeah, <laughs> respects. 
you know, FYE, Tower Records, like all the all the physical media places. Because my parents were still buying music. I'd go there and I'd pick out CDs, you know. So yeah, I'd get I like those so much, man. Oh man. So just physically that. That's how it started. And then like you just once you're already in the metal, you start seeking out the heavier and heavier stuff. So that's all the same told like early metalcore bands of like early two thousands and stuff and who they're listening to. That's how I found Morbid Angel and everything, especially like the you know, the satellite radio uh, channels on like TV on like Dish Network they had Sirius. So I used to listen to that and then at like eleven uh, at eleven PM they used to have the eleventh hour and they would play like simple tutorial, sarcophago and like like suffocation, just like just old school death metal, thrash metal and black metal. And that's where I exploded. And I was like maybe that like the sixth, seventh, eighth grader, you know, like it was in yeah. middle school then. And then then that's just that was it for me. That was That's my what I to jump into, you know, a lot of people can go get into metal, but they, they're up until a certain point, you know, they, yeah. they can't go fully in, um, which, you know, is fine. Good for them. It's not, for, it's definitely not for everybody. That's why oh, I no. like it. You know, like you, you really, if you examine it, you really shouldn't enjoy it probably unlike you know, <laughs> <laughs> based on how it registers and like your human consciousness, you probably shouldn't love it, but we do. And that's what makes it special what was do you remember like the record or the band for you that you're like okay like the, i love that i like this death metal shit for specifically for death metal dude probably probably alters of madness really really you nice know? yeah wow. it's definitely it's definitely alters of madness and then i remember i was also super 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 into butchered at birth like from cool. my freshman year of high school i loved butchered at birth i also heard like left hand path and that was just that's when I started like delving deeper and deeper. And um I think I heard I heard Autopsy Severed Survival on that on that music channel on, on um, Dish Network. So I like searched that and then I saw the artwork, you know, the original artwork, the uncensored one with like the dude getting, you know, right. like, like the, like the you know, split apart with the hooks and everything, you know? And then yeah, I saw like the doctor original. artwork. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like yeah, this is so cool. And I went and I listened to that and everything, you know. So it was like eighth or ninth grade, but it was definitely Alters of Madness because, like, there's that transition period where you're, like, listening to thrash. Alters of Madness was, like, thrashy enough, you know. And it had the vocals, you know, David Vincent's vocals then were, like, higher. So it was, like, creator. Because I was like, oh, man, like, this is, like, a faster, heavier creator, you know. Like, especially, like, the Extreme Aggression era. Like where it's like super super fast and everything, the riffs are all technical. Like there's no blast beats, but as soon as you hear alters of madness, you know it's that. There's nothing oh. else like it, you know, man. So definitely alters of madness for sure. That's an interesting. That's an interesting choice. That's I mean that's great. I mean who doesn't love that fucking record? It's a, I I, I Morbid Angel is like one of the most fascinating death metal bands to me. Is because like I love. And I think all of us do. They love every album for a different reason. It's kind of hard to choose your favorite in a way yeah. but uh my favorites formulas and gateways and i yeah, love and, and i love alters and everything you know right yeah. yeah but then they're blessed of the sick it's just so like dark and beautiful and sweet at the same time dominations like it's it's crazy i mean it's, yeah. it's crazy every i do and the, i did want to bring up i love steve tucker era morbid angel dude uh, i i do i all it's like probably my biggest influence like overall because the music dude just like his vocals dude. and the the slow fat 
fat riffs, seven string guitars, the guitar solos went from being the frantic Carrie King, you know, Lammy Bar Fest to actual like musical, you know, melodic, just weird psychedelic things. Just like it's got everything that I love from from, you know, the David Vinson era. And it's just I don't know, it's just morphed into something more bigger than life. Like yeah that's that's what it did for me too i couldn't believe it was the same band you know but before i like really had the knowledge that you know it's a later version and all that but like as like a a kid listening to it and shit actually one of the first times i ever got stoned i was listening to gateways of annihilation and (laughs) i just ended up fucking staring at that album cover it's one of those like classic stories you're just like supposed to like look at and shit yeah freaked me out in the best way and i've just i've loved that record dearly ever since it's probably my favorite one this it's it's hard man like it's it's either formulas or gateways i love them both and don't we can't forget heretic heretic's super underrated man love it yeah I don't, why, why do you think it is underrated even in um, in our it's because the production is terrible <laughs> it's it is, but it's like, hard a lot to of listen to try to achieve that production these days yeah they do but i think the diff well the reason that sounded like this because trey's weird and he was like doing weird shit with the mics like there's like literally like no mid-range like on the guitars like i don't know what the fuck like i don't even the guitar tone's so weird it sounds weird it's hard but brady you know, but the music's great. I think if they remix and remaster the album, everyone would love it. You know, truly. Good. I think. And the good. artwork might be too. The artwork might be too weird for people. You know, like oh, it's this psychedelic image of like Ishtar. You know, but it's sick. You so know. Weird. You know what? I, I I'll tell you this. I think people would like this new latest Morbid Angel album, Kingdoms Disdain, more if it had better artwork. I think the artwork on the album is terrible. There's some pretty sick songs on it, though. Dude, I swear, I, I swear to God, people are like, they saw that album cover like I did, and they're like, I look stupid. And they just threw the album away. No one even talked about it. I know. It's, no, they, they fucking, there's great tunes on it. And I saw them yeah. on, back when concerts existed on their, uh, yeah. <laughs> their, their tour for it. And I mean, they fucking crushed live. Absolutely yeah, they sounded crushed. Yeah, the they sounded fucking stuff. amazing fucking just fit right in with the rest they it, they're really good but i agree and i was one of those people i saw that yeah. album cover and was like oh all right <laughs> yeah i saw the album cover and i was like why the fuck does this look like 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 i don't know just look bad it looked like a terrible fantasy novel that you'd see in the bargain bin you know at the library or, i don't know it just looked bad i was just like this looks terrible but the, the there were some killer songs on there Especially that one that they released the video for, um, Piles of Little Arms. Little Arms, yeah. That, that's, that's, that song's sick, dude. Yeah, and I, I realized that that name of that song came from um, Apocalypse Now. Right. You know, when, when like, the village is getting attacked. When they were chopping off the arms with yeah, the dude. kids who got, Brutal you know, the backseat. Yeah, I was just like, that's where that came. Now that's why it sounded familiar, you know? Sure. Dude, yeah, so, Steve, Steve Tucker era Morbid Angel and like early two thousands like demigod era Behemoth. That's like, I know we get down <laughs> on this, or is, is oh, like my man. favorite shit. It's like my favorite shit ever, really. Dude, I I don't know what happened. I'm sure you've seen it. Like I'll see mostly younger kids making memes like Behemoth sucks. Behemoth's poses. I'm like, what? 
really only only black metal behaves good and like like Rom and stuff. I mean, it's cool, but I'm like, have you ever listened? Like, have you listened to Demigod? Have you listened to the Apostasy? Have you listened to Zoskia's Cultus? Like, like what are you talking about? Behemoth's lame, Behemoth's posers. I'm like, dude, Nurgle is literally like a living god, dude. He just goes out, plays shows around the world, and he gets to do yoga with hot milfs. Dude, this dude does exactly what he talks about in his music. He He's all self-empowerment. He is pure power and everything. This dude is living it, man. And he doesn't care. No, he rules, man. Yeah, dude, he, he rules. I love Behemoth, man. <laughs> I do, too. They're, I mean, their oh, new man. record I didn't love. I'm going to be honest. but uh, I didn't love it that much either, but... I love the Satanist. I love the yeah. is Evangelion before that. Is that the yeah, one? Evangelion. Yeah, Evangelion. That was great. I mean, they definitely I definitely prefer the earlier era, but it's he's a he's a monster. That that band. Yeah. So if you've seen them, if anyone's seen them live, like there's no question that they're a fucking unit. Dude, ridiculous band. And I went back because I was talking to my talking to my buddy. I was like, you know what? I should really go ahead and listen to I Love You at Your Darkest again because I don't know. It just didn't click for me. I didn't think it was like terrible or I throw it in the trash, but the songs, I, I wasn't feeling the songs like, like I felt I should. And I went and I listened to it recently and I actually really liked it. So give it another listen, you know, like, dude, it's, it's a good album, man. I, I liked it a lot. I'm excited to see what they do. I, I want blasts. I want infernal hellish blasting back, you know? Yeah, man. Now I'll do that. You inspire me to go back and listen to it. I'll, I'll uh, write that down. Boom. I'm gonna do it. What are gonna, what are some <laughs> what are some random bands you've been jamming while you lift like recently? Random bands I do like I said I, yesterday I listened to Body Count all day. Shit like that. Uh the new Terminal Nation on it came out on twenty bucks spin is kind of like a uh, grindy thrash fucking awesome stuff. Uh Church of the Dead is a new uh Finnish band they just put out like their self titled debut and they're all about horror sweet finished death metal is great for those that don't oh know. man I mean, yeah it is like, <laughs> that guitar tone that they achieve is great so just shit like that i mean i always listen to like fucking slayer dude like you know when i work out there's there, yeah there, there there it's hard to go wrong slayer was one of the first bands i ever loved i think that was the thing that set me apart from the rest of my friends that liked metal but they didn't end up into extreme metal was like i always preferred slayer to like metallica megadeth i'm always like oh yeah you guys just don't know nobody else likes slayer i was like the only one of my friends that like like slayer and, slayer's just i mean i love all the big four man i was like i, sure. I megadeth's my megadeth's my favorite band you know okay. that's like my favorite rust in peace is my favorite album like ever like it's I love that album. A perfect record, no doubt about it. Dude, that's just like, oh my, it's just top tier. It's everything, man. As a guitar player, riffs, guitar solos, just, yeah, just the hooks, just song structure, the artwork. That makes oh, so much perfect. sense too. Desert wastelands and your alien shit. That makes so much sense. That's not your favorite. <laughs> uh, put that was definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have the, if you saw the back of the long sleeve that we did, it's got the alien on the alien and the and the the bat on the back of it. That was we straight up told ours like, look, look at Rust in Peace. We want that, you know, like that's pretty much what we want, that's you so know, great. on the back of his shirt. You know, I fucking love that shit, man. Oh, dude, it's perfect, man. What are your go-to lifting jams? So all the time, get 
formulas and gateways. Boom. Can't um, go wrong. De- demigod. Um, I was listening to to Harm's Way. I was listening to um the the last album they did. What is it? Um, Transhuman or something human or the one with like the weird painted face on it. Uh, I've been listening to that album too. I forgot what it's called. It's a good album. Harm's Way. I haven't listened to it honestly. Do, do you dig it? Dude, it's sick, man. I've been listening to that. Um, right. What else I've been listening to? Immolation uh, Failures for Gods. I mean, I'm wearing Donna Possession shirt, but Failures for Gods is a sick album. Close to a roll below, too. Uh, the newest Joe for a CP that we just released, I'm listening to that a lot. Um, okay. Cryptic Hatred, the other band that we just released. I just listened to that this morning, actually. That straight Dude. up fucking Tomb of the Mutilated. It straight up sounds like, like, yeah, Tomb of the Mutilated, Butcher the Birth, really? Barnes era. Dude, like, and they're young, they're like 17, man. And they're from Finland, right? We brought that yeah. back around. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I, I even I wanted to bring that up because I looked on their Facebook. I'm like, these dudes look like they're 13 years old. What is it? What is Dude, they're about? young. I think, I think they're all 17. That's you know, fucking so. awesome, dude. I know, man. I'm just like, man, this is wild. Yeah. And there's another band from Finland. Team, by the way. Uh, Thank you, man. Appreciate this. You'll you'll like it. You'll like it. Oh, I, I do like it. I will love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so that, you know, there's this other band from Finland called Paranean. Okay. It's Finnish for for Paranean, you know, basically is what it is. You know, you're Gooch. So yes. I'm like, what? I'm like, what a silly band name. But then I was like, oh, these kids are also 17. Caligari Records released them. Dude, it's straight up like 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 Finnish death metal. You know, in grind, it sounds like like demigod and, and and convulse and stuff. It's just like it's it's exactly what we were just talking straight finished up as opposed to cryptic hatred sounding like cannibal corpse. That sounds this perfect. one's like traditional finish, dude. They're good. Paranormal. Listen to it. Um, I think Calgary is reissuing the tape like within the month or he sent me. So I don't remember. I always trade with him. He's a good dude. Got it runs with it. Yeah, they they put out great shit always, so I'm I'm on it. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Thanks, man. I knew I was I knew I'd get some good shit from you, dude. Listen to listen to everything Caligari Records, but he puts out a lot of good stuff. Man. Oh, like, he's great. Yeah, Caligari, and then there's just there's some up and up and coming good you know labels like we're talking about Ruin, um, Barbaric yeah. Brutality Records. They're getting uh they're putting out that. Plague Trap Transmission Volume One on tape. I know I think for the yeah. first time on tape. So he's actually he, coming. He, we're getting him up on the podcast here. And oh, next, really? Yeah, yeah. He's he's real. He's been real cool to us. So we want to. He's uh, a good dude. Help him. Always help up him in the DMs. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're always we're always up in the DMs, man. Good dude. Yeah, shout out to him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What other so, what other labels you've been watching? I Void Hanger. Okay. Them. Yeah, they put out that Cosmic Future. Actually, Caligari did that too on tape. That stuff's yeah. good, man. Good. I love that. That's a that's something else I've been jamming lately. Oh my god. Yeah. So that, good, dude. That's so good. Yeah, I've been jamming them always. Always uh, redefining darkness. I love everything they do. Um, I Void Hanger put out a Zithlia. It's called X Y. L-T-H-I-A, and it's a solo project from um, this dude, Nick Stanger. 
and it's like crazy tech death alien shit. You'll love it if you haven't heard it. Hell yeah. I need to go check it. That's what I've been I've been looking for weird stuff, man. It's like drum machine it's sick though. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's send- just been like there's this there's something indefinitely I've been wanting. I just want weird stuff again, man. Like, I love simple, you know, I like the caveman type stuff and we released it, but I've been sure. looking for I've been looked, dude. I I miss blast beats. I miss guitar solos. I miss ridiculous, crazy, off kilter stuff, man. Like that's what you need. It's perfect you know, description. I, I'm in too, man. Uh, have you listened like, to Basket Slime yet? It's one of the bands we've been pushing on our distro. I think I think I've heard they got black and white. Say no, I'm not gonna be mad at you. <laughs> I know I haven't listened to them, but I've seen it. Like I recognize the the name and everything. Cool, man. I'm uh. I, I should have so I would like to I'll send you a tape. I would love to. I'd love to send you a tape. I have oh, I appreciate that, man. It's cool. It's straight up like mortician worship. Hell yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong. So what uh what I wanted to get to before before we wrap this up. So there's a lot, you know, speaking of labels, a lot of labels coming out, a lot of people like myself doing some distros and and you know, in accordance to what they do. What what advice do you have? someone uh starting up in something like this uh i mean whatever money you initially invest into the label just be prepared to like never put that money back into your pockets if you want to keep doing the label you basically just got to keep the money flowing you know if you lay down a grand or two just keep reinvesting it you know don't just if you do this it's because you it's because you love it obviously you know so if you want to see it flourish, just, just put the money in and just let it grow. Continue and just reinvest it. Anytime you release the release and it sells out, just use that money to put out the next release. If you can do that, you're doing great. That's it. That's literally it. Go you know? through when you do things for the right reason. It'll work out sometimes. It's like, oh, did I make my money back yet? Cool. All right, time for the next one. Okay, did I make my money back yet? Cool, time for the next. That's literally all it is. It's it's the same here. I found that doing this. It's like, you just got to keep it rolling. Like, I haven't taken out money and put it in my pocket in fucking five years. (laughs) Probably. Dude, like, I was like, I think I bought, I think I bought, like, a a bang when I went to to Staples and bought tape because I ran out while I was packing. I usually get on, like, my, um, my shipping label or shipping supply company. I was like, all right, let me go staple and get some. I need it now. I'll get a bank. There we go. That's how I paid myself back. Or, you know, yeah, or we'll sure. buy shirts. Or Treat. we'll buy shirts. Or we dip into di- – I mean, obviously, the biggest thing is we get to dip into distro. Sure. You know? Like, yeah. oh, let me, get, let, me get, let me get 10 copies and keep them one for me. You know? You okay. want one day, what do you want? You know? Like, that's how we buy distro. Like, what do I want? Hmm, yeah, let me get this. Let me get this. Let me get this. Of course, I'm keeping one whatever I want, you know, that's how we, that's the pleasure right there. I was like, hell yeah. That's get more this. or less why I want to do it too. <laughs> dude, that's pretty much it, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, let me pre-order these and like, all right, I get all these wholesale lists from like relapse records. I'm like, oh, cool. These reissues are cheap. Yeah. I'm going to get me some of these, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then once you spend a certain amount, they let you buy single items for the wholesale price. Like with with Hell's Head Bangers, I'm like, oh, yeah, let me get this shirt now. You know, just throwing this shirt for me in the story, you know. So I, I love it. It's awesome, you know. You get to yeah, snag some Hell's, things you Hell's like. Has, Hell's has some shit. 
I need they sell to everyone, dude. It's so easy to do business with them. You just go on their website and that's it. You yeah, know? they're great. How's that? Uh, I saw you got that um, Mortiferum tape. I was like, fuck. I need it in your, um, in your distro. I need to grab one of those because I love that record. I think it's gone as of right now. Oh, of I course. I gotta check. You know, well, I'll, I'll get more. I'll get more. I got this did, from Parasitic. You know, did so. you get a chance to listen to it? Oh, yeah, dude. I, that was, they were actually the last band I saw live before this shit, you know? I saw really? them. Yeah, they came, they came to El Paso, Texas. So I went there with, with my homie. And yeah, we had a good time. Uh, Julian from Fetid was was doing merch for them, so I was talking to him, and it was a good time, man. Like, I really, oh, dude, that band kills live. They're so good. Yeah. They're like, they're like the new Incantation. Dude, I love. Dude, personally, I think they're better than Incantation. Man. I love Incantation too. Yeah. At least I think they're better than anything Incantation's done in the last few decade or two. Not that it, I hate it or anything, but I think more different. Was, I, I think they're the new guard, dude. Like, they're putting out some killer shit, man. Yeah, man, know? they are. Although, I, I'm hearing positive things, because I agree with you. Incantation's one of my all-time favorites, but uh, their last yeah. few has definitely been, have definitely been subpar, probably since, like, fucking 2007 or some shit, at least. But like, um, and, and I've seen them three times in, like, the last – like, no, I've seen them, like, four times in, like, the last two years, man. You yeah. know, I've seen them, I've seen them quite a bit, and – I just didn't play any of the classic tracks or anything, man. That's a shame. You know? I, I, I mean, I love them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, ah, there's just one of the things I, people are so fixated on, the old school bands and everything, you guys can't ignore what's going on now. There's so many new bands, right. you know. They're so, every once in a while, they're so good, man. Every once in a while, I like to be, you know, I like to, like, ask questions on Instagram, like, ask us questions or something sometimes I'm, i like to be a smart ass on it sometimes but some guys like oh i'm glad you guys carry some old school releases because i don't like any of this new stuff I'm like look harder old man like okay boomer you know <laughs> basically uh-huh. is what basically what i said was like okay boomer look harder you know because i'm like if you're not if you're bored by anything going on now like you're not looking hard enough man because there is a lot there's yeah. too much one could even argue it's overwhelming how much good news yeah. there is man yeah and i wonder if maybe even i have like maybe more insight into it because of running the label and encountering other labels and hearing what they're putting on i always watch for this stuff so maybe someone that doesn't do that doesn't hear all this new stuff and i'm like what are you talking about there's all sorts of shit you know so i it might be a perspective thing or it could be just an okay boomer thing you know back in my day but whatever, I could care less. I love this shit, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, if if you want help finding new stuff, be on me, man. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. That's well, we already is. asked you what your favorite Black Sabbath album was. So for this last question, I'm gonna rephrase it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like I'm like I'm a little kid, and I'm like, Desert Wastelands, Lord Sean. What is <laughs> heavy metal? What three albums do you give me? give you rest in peace Boom. i would give you power slave and i'd give you kill them all mic drop that's, that's it that's <laughs> great man that was it thank you man thanks for doing this brother it's always thank a pleasure you, talking to you i feel like there's like 30 million more questions i wanted to ask you oh dude we could we could go on forever dude <laughs> on, man. You're, you're gonna come back 
We'll get you. We'll make it a regular thing. You're one of my favorite guests, man. You're a great person to talk to, and I Thanks. appreciate what you do. Thanks for having me, man. Always have a good time, man. Right. We'll do it again. Definitely. Keep talking. Definitely. You'll see some orders of mine come through, I'm sure. <laughs> keep, keep in touch, bro. All right, man. All right, man. Thanks for having me again, all right? Anytime. It's an honor. Enjoy your night, my friend. All right. Good night, man. Bye-bye.